Expecto Podronecast! Welcome to Mischief Managed Podcast, your recommended dose of Harry Potter nonsense straight into your ear hole. Sorry, George. For the discerning witch or wizard. And muggles. And squibs. No discriminations here. Well, no trolls. Fuck trolls! On today's episode, our topic is... Ginny, books versus film. And of course, our reoccurring segments brought to you by us nerds... Katie. Laura. Kate. And most importantly, me, Craig, seeing as I'm the only wizard among these witches. Now on with the show. Welcome to Mr. Managed Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Now we have our lovely Laura back. Hey, guys. Yay. She's back. You're back. Oh God, you didn't lose her to Castle Brushu. Mm-hmm. Castle Brushu. Castle Brushu. Brushu? Brushu. Like Mushu. Like, like, <laughs> like Mushu. Like Brushu. Okay. That's Mushu, how I'm going to remember it. <laughs> um, I went on a Photographers Without Borders trip to Bolivia. Um, yeah, you did. So I was there for two weeks. Uh, I missed the last episode. It was very sad. But I, Steph did an amazing job taking over for me while I was away. Soldier. So good job, mm. Steph. Yeah. Come back soon. Yeah. Um, she was lovely. Yeah, if anyone is interested in checking out what I was doing. This um, is such a cool charity and yeah, it's, cool it's organization. Neat. You can check out uh, photographerswithoutborders.org on the interwebs. And uh, my work is going to be in issue number six of their magazine, which is available worldwide starting May 1st. Yay. Yay. We are so proud of our Laura. Yeah, she's an incredible Helping photographer. The children of the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the charity that I was working with was really awesome. So go learn all about them. Yeah, we'll have a, a, a link to the charity mm. on our social media. So Just in uh, case you want to learn a little bit more about the muggle world. The muggle world. Yeah. <laughs> Can't forget about the muggles. Some reality. Yeah, <laughs> some form of reality. Down in Bolivia. Well, we're super happy to have you back. Thanks, guys. I we missed, missed you. you. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely>. No. <laughs> I kid. All right. We have hit a very important milestone. <laughs> uh, we got uh, over a thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you so much to everyone. To everyone. <laughs> yeah, to all 1,010. Is it? It's at, at the present moment we're recording this, it's at 1,010. That's so That's exciting. Cool. That's thank a lot of so people. <laughs> it really feels really, really great. So yeah. thank you. It's more than just the four of us. So yeah. that's cool. And yeah. Some people have shared it with others and we see people listening from all around the world. And that's we really wonderful. We see you while you listen. Well, okay. That's not true. Craig for yourself. <laughs> Craig might. Please don't sue us. <laughs> Please don't unfollow. Keep following. <laughs> we got really creepy as soon as <laughs> people liked us. You're like, yep, yeah, oh, that's that's over now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, a, a fallout from that like <laughs> is uh, we got our first we fudged up, which yeah. we're actually Yay. pretty pretty excited yeah, about. Yeah, that's really cool. Super cool, you guys. Thank you very much. Um. We got uh, a comment from, I'm going to pronounce your name wrong, and I'm super sorry, um, Amber Woolard? Woolard? Not really sure. But anyway, she <laughs> uh, commented on her SoundCloud that Dumbledore was in fact born in 1881. So he will be like 45. When, when what? Yeah, 45, when, when Fantastic Beasts is set. Hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. So 45. He, he might already be like established. He might already be the Supreme Mugwump. We don't know. <laughs> I think he's going to be a silver fox. Silver fox. Short well, hair? Short well, hair? No. no. When, when Voldemort is approached to oh, yeah. go to school, That's a child. Dumbledore has auburn hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not yet. 
but he will. Yeah. Also, a shout-out goes to Madeline Calder, who, who also said on Twitter that he was born in uh, 1880. So um, that Technically is also right. close. So, yeah. So thank you guys so much for that. And if we ever fudge up again, hashtag we fudged up. Or just tell us, because I guess we... That works, we too. Find that out works, too. Anyway. We find yeah. out anyway. And we love yeah. it. So thank you very much for that. feel really honest. feel really you honest. You keep us real. Yeah. I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing us back down after our thousand followers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, just a a, a bit of Harry Potter news also. We learned uh, since our last podcast came out that Fantastic Beasts is going to be a trilogy. Mm. How do we all? Very happy. So excited. I can't even believe it. It's like someone was like, it's Christmas Day. And then there's like, it's three Christmas days. (laughs) (laughs) What? So Wait, happy. isn't also um, Cursed Child is going to be like another series as well, is it not? Oh, I don't know about that. Is I, it? I thought that's I what it, it, maybe I'm getting the mixed or up. Or is it just I one play? It was also going to be more than just one. <gasps> so we've got a lot of I need to look that up. coming up in our lives. Craig just looks sort of like, he looks like a, a Muppet right now. <laughs> He's got the beaker mouth. Mm. Oh, he really does. <laughs> Funny from we're the gonna, side view. <laughs> post a picture. Yeah, maybe I should take no. a picture now. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Wonderful. Anyways. I know we talked a bit about hopefully them not screwing any like a lot of things up, um, but I'm still really excited that there's going to be three. Yeah. Three things to look forward to. Yeah. Three. I'm excited. I, I think that JK will take good care of us. Yeah. You know what? It, we didn't talk about this last time, and I'm... Very excited for this movie because... Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> oh. oh. The Laura Purr is back. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Got cocky. <laughs> yeah, about the Fantastic Beast movie, uh, it's really cool that everything that JK intends to be in this story will be, you know, like, as opposed to in the books, there was stuff, like, cut out. You know, it's just going to be, like, a more completely oh. formed, like, from start to finish. There won't be any... Written directly for film rather exactly. than yeah. a Directly for film rather than a, a yeah. adaptation. Okay. Got- yeah. I think it, the screenplay is from her. Is it a duo or is it just her? For Fantastic Beasts, I think it's just her. That's awesome. Yeah, it, It's, like, really written good. by J.K. Rowling. That's mm-hmm. what it says. I mean, I'm sure there's other, other writers probably yeah. involved, but... You know, and whoever's, the, like, controlling her middle. mechanical android form. Aliens. Yeah. Angels. <laughs> <laughs> she is an angel. She is an angel. Cool. Well, Laura's back, so Yay. let's get down to business. <laughs> business. Okay, so now we're going to do another round of Meet Your Podcasters, where you get to learn a little bit more about us and in, in part of the magical wizarding world. All thousand and ten of you. Yes. Um, so this It'd be funny if we didn't get any more fun. Yeah. <laughs> We've reached our threshold, guys. Thousand and ten. That's we it. Peaked. So, you thought we were creepy D. before. That's so creepy. Stop <laughs> following us. <laughs> Imagine if we went down. Yeah. Check it now. This isn't even live. That'd be really funny. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. Okay. <laughs> So for this podcast, we're going to do our favorite Quidditch positions. So whether you want to actually play that position. I mean, those that can't play teach. Right? So. Who teaches Quidditch? 
Madam Hooch. Madam Hooch. Does she actually? I don't know. She's maybe. a good teacher, she though. Gives kind them of. pointers. She's just like teaches them to fly once, and then she's like, ah, <laughs> do it yourself. Yeah, See she's you at the match. Her, like, <laughs> off in her room, just drinking. She really didn't do much actually, because Neville got hurt, and they apparently never had a flying lesson again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Any Neville ruined it for if, everyone. If, if, if you have to Damn be Neville. gifted with the ability to even be on the team. So. I suppose so. So who wants to go cool. first? Favorite Quidditch position? I'll go. Uh, my position, I think I would play, would be um, a beater. Would be a beater. Say it like Oliver would. Um, beater. <laughs> what? That was nice. Beater. Super good. Beater. There you go. Beater. 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 It's that glottal stop. I can't beater get... Pettigrew. <laughs> oh, sorry. You can cut that. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, I would be a beater. I, I think it's a really cool position because, like, I don't have a lot of the emotional involvement for sports. I don't know. Either I care too much or not at all. So, like, it's I can't find that happy medium. But, like, I think, like, the position of a beater, you're basically trying to, like, protect your team from this, like, other thing. So, like, it's just basically going around and, like, knocking shit out of the way towards the enemy. And I'd be like... Okay, I could do that. Like the, it's like a very specific goal. I don't necessarily have to be worried about points. It's just sort of like protect protecting sports. people. I don't have to worry about. Points you don't have to or worry sports. about the most important thing of the game. Yeah, or sports. Because I feel like secret would be fun. too much pressure. Chaser uh, is almost like, why are they very even talented. there? And you have to be really talented. And then a keeper, I think, would also be too much pressure. So I'm gonna do Peter, I guess, by default, but also for reasons. <laughs> I I have the same answer. Oh, nice! I, oh. I mean, I was gonna say quaffle, just so I could say quaffle. It's pretty great. You would be thrown around be by six. No, I just players. really like saying the word. Okay, but it's not a position. Yeah, I would be a beater. Uh, I think just my personality is I'm really good at preventing problems. Um, laura's really into sports so yeah Yeah, i get it like we're on the defense of the whole thing i i see that this could become a problem for you so i'm just gonna get it out of the way for you i i see that could go horribly wrong for you so let me take care of that um i'm not like a damage control type of person like i can see that that's gonna become an issue so Mm -hmm. right i got you that Um, makes sense also the rage Feel like you could get a lot of rage yeah. out of your system yeah. from therapy. Beating those bludgers. Yeah, bludgers is also a fun word. So. Bludgers is a fun Bludger. word. Bludger. I like it I when they the use bludger. it like as a swear word in the Harry Potter universe. I, I forget who says it, but someone's like "son of a bludger." Like, <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, it's probably Mundungus Fletcher now that I said it. But he's uh, a son of a bludger if ever there was one. Craigle. Um. In any sport I've played, I've been like a floater that could kind of play any position that was needed. Hmm. But I think I'd want to be a chaser just oh, cool. because they've got the most going on. There's That's where most of the action is. Like if you're a seeker, you're just kind of like meandering around looking for something. And a beater would be fun. But I feel that trying to score points and do cool plays and flips on your broom would be a little more fun. (laughs) Craig's a bit of a show off. (laughs) Those are all Hufflepuffs. Yeah. Sorry. That's it. Okay, great. (laughs) I'll tell you what I'm not. I am not a seeker. None of us are, apparently. (laughs) I get so distracted. I'd be out there like, okay, got to find the snitch. Oh, there's a good looking person. Oh, what is that? 
what's on my broom oh the snitch okay uh <laughs> it would just be all I over would, the place i thought that i would have uh picked seeker and then i always remember that the game doesn't end until you do that's a lot of pressure yeah i know like it's a lot yeah, of pressure a lot <laughs> just don't you'd be out there for days i'm also not very fast i'm kind of lazy so i'd see it and i'd be like it's all the way over there. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> just but you don't that exert much that much physical energy to go get it. It's true. Shut Something up, you have to the run. Broom does it? Yeah, the broom. I didn't go broom. Go faster. And also, you're like apparently the biggest target for yeah. Yeah, bludgers, bludgers and, yeah. and fouls and Red that card. sort of thing. It's just too much pressure for us. Yeah. Nobody wants to step up to be a seeker. But yeah, yeah fuck that. Anyway, what what would you be? I would also be a beater. And yeah, yeah. beaters and a chaser. We have women our- but I have separate- got a team, guys. <laughs> I have separate reasons. Cool. Um, I have really good hand-eye coordination. I used to play um, like a higher-up league of baseball all through high school. And- MLB. I'm really comfortable with a bat. She also really likes pinatas. I love pinatas. <laughs> um, there's also a part of me that's like so terrified of getting hit by a bludger oh, that yeah. I want to have the defenses. I want to be the it's one okay, that's you like... you can be on our team. Yeah, keep your eyes on both of them and I have a bat to actually that's swing. Because I really am confident in my batting skills. If I swung, I would hit it. And I have quick reflexes in that sense. So yeah. that's why. Well, that's so interesting. But We're I, three beaters. Yeah. And I agree with you, Katie. You don't really have to pay attention to the game yeah. or scoring points. And it's yeah. a lot of pressure off your... I mean, if we got really good at it, I guess we could be strategic and hit the bledgers oh. at the other team. That's the whole that's point. The that's the point. I'm more interested in just like my team being all right. <laughs> I'll start simple. People. Yeah. No, I would love yeah. to hit it at people. <laughs> Especially as a teenager, you could just be like, hate that guy. You, you, Zachariah Smith would get a big old fucking bludger in the face. Yeah, man. Jerk. And Draco. Yeah, also Draco. Fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Now we could have a very uneven Quidditch team if we ever wanted one. Yeah. Three beaters and a chaser. Three beaters and a chaser. No seeker. The game would never end. Yeah, and no goalkeeper. No goalkeeper. It would end, but very quickly. All right, cool. Okay, so I guess we should get into our topic for today. Our topic is all about books versus film. Ginny. Ginny Weasley. Um, we're talking about characters that we feel have completely different representations in the books. And we're not necessarily saying this is like the actor's fault, but it's also just like the screenwriting. It's just, it's so much because Ginny doesn't get a lot of FaceTime yeah. in the movies at all. Um, yeah. I love Ginny. I love Ginny in the book so much. Yeah, she's so good. Oh my god, she's she's such a wonderful character. She's so her arc is awesome. Her like, arc is awesome. It's so good. She's it's as there. important as Luna Lovegood. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. easily. She's I would not... say more so. Well, more yeah, so. But... yeah, maybe more so because she ends up, you know, marrying the the lead, the, main the boy character. who lives, and almost getting killed because Voldemort. that's the most important thing that a female character can do. Okay, Laura. <laughs> Well, she, I mean, she does so much. I she's mean, that's what basically... She's got a great her... bat bogey hex. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's she's vivacious. Her only point in the movies is, like, to be a love interest for Harry in a victim in the second book. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we find out so much about her in the fifth and sixth books. Mm-hmm. She, she takes over dating. Gryffindor... 
Quidditch team. Yeah. She does. Yeah. yeah, she's super badass. She's super, and she like steps up and starts dating dudes, and is like, whatever, deal with it, Ron. Yeah, yeah, she's got like the most brothers of all time. Poor and of girl. course, they're all like, Poor girl, we're looking out for you. And she's like, whatever, I'm gonna date whoever I want. Yeah, yeah. as much as I want. Mm-hmm. Deal and with it. Like, I like that. She's such like a, a feisty wee character. But she's not just all fight. She's so inwardly strong. And we forget about the trouble that she went through mm-hmm. in the second book. We, we well, forget so about that Harry. a lot. Yeah, so does yeah. Harry. PTSD over that shit. And then yeah. they kind of just like glaze over that in the movie. She's kind of like, oh, sometimes books are bad. So I'm just going to take this away from you. Yeah. 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 P.S. Kisses. Yeah, that was so fucked up. Hiding the book and then like closed eyes comes up and kisses and then like this. It's weird. It was so so weird. weird. Mm -hmm. It was so weird. That can stay hidden up here if you like to. Oh, God. That moment. Makes me so uncomfortable. All the kissing in the movie is just so weird and weirdly placed. Yeah, weird. Yeah. (laughs) And then like the the Harry and Hermione. That was so hot. You know what? I had no problem with that. I liked it. Yeah. Well, it's just weird. I, I like it in it. my head, but it's just weird how they did it. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was sassy. <laughs> There's also something that's not in the books that even when reading the books before the movies were even discussed that I missed out on is I really wanted more relationship between Hermione and Ginny. Like yeah. I wanted them to become yeah. friends because they're both so badass. They're both these incredible feminists and, and they, their arcs are yeah, great. They and also I'm, have a really good friendship yeah. in the books. Like Just, whenever Hermione goes to the Weasleys in the summer or whenever it is that she's going there, yeah. like she's hanging out with Ginny. Yeah. yeah. They have a really amazing like sisterly relationship. Well, they share a room and we, too. Yeah, yeah. And we get all this insight on Harry and Ron in their room and Harry and Ron having little talks together. I wanted those lady talks. I wanted those yeah. like school friends, best friends. Yeah. And they're going to be sister-in-laws later in life. Not that they know that, but like I wanted yeah. more relationship even from JK in the books. Well, yeah. I mean, Hermione gives uh, Ginny the advice to relax around Harry, start dating other people. And my goodness, how did that work out right? for her? And Harry was like, hmm? <laughs> Dean Thomas, but I want to date Ginny. But I want her. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I feel is missing. And was I was secretly hoping it might come out in the movies and then didn't. So I was disappointed a second time, but. Now, the part where she's talking to Harry about how it felt to be possessed by Voldemort, it's like, and in the third book, when the the Dementor comes in mm. and um, Harry faints, but they say that Ginny was shaking like mad, like she almost had just as bad experience yeah. as mm-hmm. Harry with the with the Dementors, and like it just sort of gets glossed over, and it's like this girl was possessed, and she like had not deaths on her hands, but. She could have been Petrified, responsible. Yeah. Well, not responsible, yeah, but she could have got a conscience about way. it. And she like, was a little girl. So, of course, she was so, like, so I did sad. so many terrible things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's for sure got PTSD about it. I totally. They all do. Absolutely. Um, obviously, her arc is a lot more fleshed out in the books. Mm. But there was some really, really good stuff that they touched on in the books that I don't think they even got a chance to express in the movies and that was what happened to her with the chamber of secrets and tom riddle's diary and then seeing harry go through sort of a similar weird relationship with a inanimate object with the half-blood prince potions Mm. book um Mm. yeah and i think it was just very understated how much 
that really affected her. Like she she went through something. She knew what it felt like. And um, she's seeing someone that she cares about go through it and just not recognize that there is a problem. Yeah. Because he's right. very much in denial about it. And then until he does finally realize like, okay, crap, I, I should get rid of this book after he uses the Sectum Sempra mm-hmm. curse on Draco. Um, I think I think it was like really perfect that Ginny was the one who took care of it and it played out in the movie as though they were just fitting her in as a love story. Yeah, it was so Which sad. Which really, yeah. really waters her down, unfortunately. Yeah. Because there was a lot more to that moment than what they showed us. So I, I think totally that's probably agree. one of the biggest problems that I had with movie Ginny versus... Yeah, in the in movie, the it's the very movie. like, oh, yeah, that happened to me. So yeah, and then she's like, the and now I'm just going to kiss you. Yeah. Like that is one of the few times where her and Hermione are at odds with each other. They're usually sort of on the same side. Mm-hmm. But when it came to uh, Hermione blaming him after the Sectum Sempra, um, Harry felt so terrible. He felt so terrible about it. And Jenny could see that he felt terrible. Mm -hmm. And for her having been in that sort of situation herself, she stood up for him. She was Mm -hmm. like, it is not his fault. Like she tried to warn him and so did a lot of people. But like she didn't blame him for falling into the same trap that she did, basically. I mean, hers is a little worse. Voldemort Mm -hmm. was actually going inside her body and possessing her. But... I loved how she stood up for Harry and I loved how she was able to like that. Her experience gave her that compassion. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's so glossed over in the, it's so glossed over in the movie. I know they had to do it quickly, but. But it, I just feel like it was mm-hmm. so important. It was. Such an important turning point in their relationship. Yeah. And it, yeah, it shows them growing older. Yeah. What is growing older? It's lived experience and it's relating things that have happened to you in the past and what you've gone through. You know, and to not play that up really just makes them flat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and that's there I needs think to that's be a psychiatrist thing. at Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there needs to be a psychiatrist at Hogwarts. Yeah. Madame Pomfrey's second job. Yeah, oh, she's got yeah. elixirs for it. Yeah. Just eat chocolate. That was yeah. that's the psychiatrist. Lupin. Eat chocolate, <laughs> chocolate, chocolate. That's not terrible advice. <laughs> with with right. Ginny, like I had such a book crush on Ginny, and in the movie it was. Nothing against uh, the actress, but yeah. it just I don't fell know, flat. Not enough screen time, lack of better word, something. Not yeah. enough character development. She just didn't have enough. Uh, not enough Ginny. Not enough Ginny. Not enough, enough real Ginny. Ginny. And she has such like in the fifth book when they're trying to sneak their way into like Order of the Phoenix meetings, and Molly puts an imperturbable yeah. charm on the door, and. Ginny comes back and she's like, oh, I've been throwing dung bombs at it for the yeah. last half an hour. Yeah. And they just keep soaring away. And it's just like that kind of like, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, got, like she's, she's the twin the sister. She's yeah. prankster bitch. She but does. she's like a little bit more down to earth. She's ah, the best of the Weasley kids. <laughs> by far. She's got like everything rolled into one. Yeah. Mm, they yeah. finally got it right. She's- I mean, I, I do love Fred and George. So I... I Hesitate, yeah, but they're but, they're kind of like yeah. very. Um, yeah, but they need each other to be great. Ponies, but Aww. they're very. Oh, I'm, sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> sad, Laura. Yeah, um, I mean, just because we're all fans of Harry Potter mm-hmm. here, obviously, like Ginny just like lives the dream, doesn't she? Like she is such a fangirl of Harry Potter when mm-hmm. like she's a little girl, and then she ends up marrying him. Yeah, <laughs> like isn't. I just want to be Ginny, I guess. I would live through a Tom Riddle diary and a basilisk to marry my dream. So 
Warfare. Well, you got to go through some shit before you get your shit together, right? right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. And to be fair, it was a lot of stuff to put into the movies. And oh, yeah. I know that they can't do a yeah. lot. But like you said, like they focus more on Luna than they did on mm-hmm. Ginny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame. Yeah. There not was... that Luna's not deserving of that no, Luna's time either. No. But... Big yeah. old love for Luna Lovegood, so... Okay, so like we did last time, is there any character that you guys think is better in the movies than in the books? Another character that uh, was pretty funny in the books and kind of like a side character, but the way the actor portrayed him and what they did with the character just made the character even funnier, uh, Seamus. And oh, again. yeah. That That's a good one. I like Seamus. Yeah, I really yeah. like Seamus. He movie, did so he well. Great blumbering idiot he's mm. yeah and when he's fighting with harry in the fifth book <gasps> mm. so good he oh, he's yeah he's a, he's an a, amazing guy good um, actor too for the littlest amount that they gave him mm-hmm. yeah like there's actually a lot in my head right now um one that i i guess it's just because you said seamus but um gonna say lavender brown that whole sixth movie when she's crazy for ron and it's <laughs> just like it's it was like so (laughs) silly and wonderful but like it was almost over the top but you're like i know girls like that it was was over the top in the book too i think it was it was to a t so she doesn't fit into that category for me i think that i just didn't like for me in the books lavender wasn't as fleshed out as i think she was Mm. in the yeah i don't like we don't really talk about that much that much um like her and Parvati have a, a few things together, but I don't know. She's she's not really mentioned until the sixth book, and then mm. it's it's a lot. But she's just sort of like I don't know. That actress was amazing for me. I think yeah. she just brought that to life in a in a way that was like comical, but also it was like sort of endearing because you're like, oh, you yeah. dumb little idiot! Like mm. you're so sweet and you want him to be your boyfriend so badly, but he's yeah. just not that the, into you. The scene on the train when she breathes oh, and God. like oh, spells out the heart, so and then like cringe. Yeah. And then she's like, and then runs away. Yeah, it's that silly thing because it's like, you know, we've all been a little bit dopey when we've liked someone before. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a little part of you that's like, I get it. Like, even though it's it's crazy and I never do any of that stuff, it's just sort of like, oh you little thing yeah <laughs> i don't know but you I do you so will wonderful. catch yourself doing things that you wouldn't normally do for the yeah. specific reason of oh maybe they'll be there yeah it's <laughs> like back in high school <laughs> writing the name of your crush on your textbook or something you know and like circling i was much too secretive for that oh. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. wrote it in code yeah. <laughs> i did uh, <laughs> just to yourself code that only you knew no no i, I you, had a buddy you we, we just sort of uh we came up with a cipher for the english alphabet and just made up symbols and it got to a point where we didn't even need the uh the cipher Legend. anymore yeah we could just that's wow. great it. yeah Good that's for you. awesome i don't remember it now but it was pretty fucking nerdy <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's really great, great. Okay, so one for me is absolutely Slughorn. Slughorn, yes. Chip Broadbent just brought that to life in such a wonderful. I guess I really like the sixth movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when I we do. first meet it's, him, it's yeah, in, his, in the house, and he's oh, a chair, and pajama he's just like, chair, oh, so <laughs> sweet, and he's just like that was art department, but still, yeah, he brings off the like the Slughorn ambitious and sort of like 
his nature where he he tries to bring people in and in that sort of thing but he also adds so much humanity to him mm. he's just like he's one of the most well he's the most uh, relatable slytherin in the whole book series and yeah i just love him i love him to death i love that actor i was so happy with what happened there you know him and that Felix Felicis scene, yeah. <laughs> and, the, yes. and when the, the funniest one in the whole series. And he also plays the downside of of Slughorn really well. Like when Ron and Harry are visiting, and he gives them a drink, and it poisons Ron. And like, yeah, the mm-hmm. heartbreak on that man's face it's was so... one of the biggest heartbreaks for me. Like that moment of him, like I just poisoned a student. Mm-hmm. Like I'm yeah. falling apart and blaming himself and. Yeah. You really saw the rawness and it was you so good. See yeah. him withdraw and you can see his guilt mm-hmm. when he's talking about Voldemort and all he does to hide that yeah. Horcrux memory. You can see that on his face. Mm-hmm. It's so he's well done. so shameful of it. It's so That's big yeah. magic to change a memory. Like that's the show's his intelligence too because that's oh, not light magic. It's yeah. crazy. You know what broke my heart about Slughorn? Mm. Are you going to talk about his mustache? Yeah. You yeah. monster. It's in the book. So? The mustache? Yeah. His walrus-shaped mustache. Yeah. That would have been you fun to book. play with. You have this amazing doctrine. Pick up on it. Fuck, Craig. Like, the character is described. Craig is really passionate about his facial hair. So He's got good facial hair. Facial hair. <laughs> it, 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 to me, it doesn't matter how well he played Slughorn. He doesn't have the mustache. He's Wow. I'm gonna, I'll back you up <laughs> only in the sense that as a woman, if they didn't get Hermione's hair right, I would have been pissed. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> well, so, in the first book, in the first movie, I thought it was pretty good. First two movies were, yeah, the first movie, good, spot yeah. on. Yeah. Second movie, got a little yeah. bit better. Well, yeah. Third movie, she had like full on well, Hollywood curls. Like yeah. she, it, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing right. gangly about her at no. all at that point. The but only, I also saw like it as they she was they transform her in the fourth movie for the ball, and, I'm and just it's like, like oh, she looks Put a dress on. Cool. She put her hair diaries. Who cares? But I for the first movie, I do think they got it right. The hair was great. Yeah, the only throwback to that is in the sixth movie. I'm doing like, no, oh, yeah. talking about the sixth movie when they're <laughs> making the potion and her hair gets really big. And I was yeah. like, mm, I love hair. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's that never happens. It never yeah. happens. It never happens. But I just I appreciate your mustache issue coming from a man with a very epic mustache and beard. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That's okay. all I have to say on that. <laughs> well, I think we've we've uh, we've talked about everything. If we're going back to Craig's facial hair, yep. um, everything comes full circle. <laughs> Same. My I think we're done with my facial hair issue characters, though. That, that's pretty good. Good. I hope that's not a whole topic. It could be. Oh, for fuck's sake! Let's never leave him alone <laughs> with the mics. So we have some news due to the recent um, revival? revival. Yeah, let's say revival. Reinstated. Re- recently reinstated <laughs> revival of Pottermore. <laughs> we have some pretty awesome news. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call this my vindication victory just to keep the alliteration going. But, let's do it. Um, Redundant alliteration is what we're doing today. Yeah. So in our first episode, we learned all about what houses we were placed into through the original Pottermore. Mm. Um, And at the time, I was a Hufflepuff. But uh, now that Pottermore is back and you can find out which house you're in, we took the quiz and I am a Ravenclaw. Yes! No doubt about it. 
without it. She made it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so happy because you always felt like you're a Ravenclaw. Yeah, and, and I, I also, in between, I guess, taking the two Pottermore quizzes, I, I found another one that said definitely Ravenclaw. Gave out percentages and it was like, it was up there. But I got to I got to give a shout out to the BuzzFeed quiz that as well that sort of honors the fact that some of us are hybrids and you got to say mm-hmm. Ravenpuff is kind of yeah. me. Mm. I I took that that uh, BuzzFeed hybrid test expecting to be a uh, a Slytherinclaw, <laughs> a Slytherin Ravenclaw. And I got a griffin puff, and I'm like, what the hell? That's me neither. Really Whoa. weird. It was the opposite of what I thought it would be. But it is a cool quiz. Yeah. Um, I got we'll put a Huffledore. link to it. Huffledore. Huffledore. <laughs> See, that's what I thought. I just like be. the hybrid names better. Yeah, They're so great. Fun. They are funny. Yeah. You haven't done it yet. I haven't okay. done it yet. No. Yeah, Kate needs to do the new Potter Moore quiz, yeah. and let's see if she's a, a still a Gryffindor. I'm yeah, sure you've been you pretty be. consistent all the way through. Tests and, and done that, and maybe you could do the hybrid test to see if see what I get. You'd be a hybrid if you were. What what hybrid would you think you'd be? I've done a lot. A lot of the tests where they break out percentage. Yeah, Griffin Claw or a Griffin Puff. I wouldn't be surprised. I would say Griffin Puff. Yeah, because it, it's weird because when you there's a lot of uh, tests out there that will break it down, and I like have a really high percentage um, Gryffindor, but my second highest percentage has always been Ravenclaw, which cool. is interesting. But yeah, but I'd also wouldn't be surprised for um, Griffin Puff or I guess Huffledore. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know she's she's dominantly Gryffindor, so it'd oh, be Griffin okay. Puff. Oh, oh, I didn't realize they did it that way. Well, that's just how I'm doing it. That's how I did. Huffledore. Yeah, that's what I assumed. I don't know if they actually did that. I just know oh, that. Oh, you didn't actually take the quiz. You're just No, I did the quiz. <laughs> I just you know it was Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, so I yeah. don't know if they put the names together or I did. I forget. Yeah. It was a while ago. Well, anyways, I feel happy about things. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but shout out to all the Hufflepuffs out there. That doesn't mean Hufflepuff's a bad house. No, she just always We didn't want like her that. anyway. Yeah, I mean, oh. I, we were talking you about this the rest. during our did. break. Uh, but I keep forgetting that the Hufflepuff common room and dorms actually are right next to the kitchens. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. kind of feeling that. So <laughs> Yeah, but you could be like Fred and George who just went down there anyway and figured out a way to get oh, food. True. Yeah. Honestly, like, why? I mean, I am a Ravenclaw, so. It's yeah. this Slytherin common room so shitty. It's like under the lake. It's yeah. like dank and cold and like dark and stuff. And it's like, they're guilty. What the hell? They're, oh, they're, they're forcing they're... themselves to live there because it's uh, they have guilt, slither guilt. I don't know. Slither some guilt. people, <laughs> slither guilt, slither guilt. Some people like having a lair. That's Maybe that's just how they feel comfortable. Lair. I don't know. The Malfoy Manor is like... dark and cold and dank, and I suppose so. Just a dank people. I don't know. I'm just like as a person who's usually cold. I'm like I, I don't want to be that. there. Yeah. yeah, but the, the Hufflepuff common room would probably be the best out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like it always I smells like bread. It's very pretty. It's another in like, tower, right? Yeah, like a west tower or something. Yeah. Um, and it's got a beautiful view of the grounds. But I mean, you can't really beat right next to the kitchens, and I'm sure like <laughs> it have the comfiest chairs and and all that stuff. So all the best yeah. people. And... I wonder Shut how you up, get Craig. into the <laughs> Hufflepuff common room. I don't know. Knock. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's you got it, Laura. That's probably exactly yeah. it. Cool. No Just Everyone else is super door. complicated, and they're like, "No, guys, we're actually cool." Oh, you're there. Have a welcome. <laughs> 
it's the kitchen. It is yeah. the kitchen. <laughs> Just tickle this pear and come yeah. on in. That'd be awesome. <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. So now we know Laura's a Ravenclaw. It is official. True calling. Welcome to the Quizzler or Quick Quotes Quiz. I'm going to quiz my fellow podcasters with a quote from the books, and they're going to tell me who said it and in which book. And the quote today is, we tried to shut him in a pyramid, but mom spotted us. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to guess. Okay. <laughs> Not going to lie. You guys go first. Uh, it's one of the twins, and they're talking about Ron or Percy. I can't remember. I think it's when they're gnoming, which is book two. I don't, but I think it's the twins. It's either Fred or George that say it, and they're talking about, I think, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with Fred and George, book two. Seeing as they didn't say it in unison, I'm going with George, book uh, three. I still really don't know. Okay. I could just, Do you want I could just, yeah. guess? Um, I don't know. I'm going to say Ron, book two, I guess. Craig is the winner. Yes. Oh. What book George, you- book three. Oh, what is it? What is it? It's after they go to Egypt. Oh, they go to Egypt and nice. And they were locking right. Percy yeah. in it. Yeah, it was Percy. Percy. Yeah. I was like, it's Percy or Ron. I, knew, I was one of those it two. It was after and- he got head boy and they were yeah. like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. yes. Excellent choice, twins. Nicely done, Craig. It's, it's still anyone's game. <laughs> <laughs> well Except <done>. for Laura. <laughs> You're really pretty, though. Um, and now it's time for another underappreciated character. Yes. Um, this one wasn't in the movies. It was only in the books. And although it wasn't a huge plot point, it would have been lovely to have in the movies. Sir Cadogan. Cadogan. Cadogan? Well, that's how Stephen Fry says it. Oh. He says Cadogan. And then I was like, what? I always thought it was Cadogan. Cadogan? That's kind of how I, I kind of like Cadogan. Cadogan suits the character. Yeah, it suits him. Yeah, it suits yeah. his goofy. So anyone doesn't know. Pompous, but also like doofy. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a portrait in Hogwarts oh, yeah. Castle. Yeah, and he runs around through all the different can't portraits. Get onto and... the horse. Yeah. <laughs> did they, did they not combine with... sort of like him being lost with uh, the fat lady in the movie. Like, they I think she sort even... of took over mm. that. Yeah, they didn't even have him be no, the, she, the yeah. car- portrait hole at all. Well, she was just scared he behind... He yeah, he was oh, behind I thought for some reason what they did with the fat lady's portrait in the movie was just sort of taking that cue from the book. Because, you know, sometimes they combine certain characters, but... Right, yeah. I could be wrong. Mm. Well, yeah, they never she goes did the thing. In fact, I'm likely wrong. She goes missing, and Sir Cadogan replaces the portrait for a while. Yeah, like while yeah. She, while Filch is restoring her. Yeah, because um, she was slashed up. Yeah. Also, and he's so funny. They never did the part where uh, you know uh, Cadogan lets Sirius Black into Gryffindor Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he almost like stabs Ron. They never right. do that in the third movie, which yeah. is a cool part. Yeah, but so they don't have that part. But he's so funny. He is. He's good <laughs> comic so relief. Funny. Yeah. He's so goofy. The way we and... first meet him. Yes, yes. It's like this empty stretch of canvas and then like a pony wanders in and then <laughs> this knight like follows it because he's all like <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. They... And he's really the one that travels the most between a lot of paintings. Yeah, that like we he see. pops up. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going off to Divination Tower and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's funny that he's like switching passwords like 10 times yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why her. Neville writes them down and Sears <laughs> yeah, Black finds Neville. them. Well, Odds um, Crookshanks finds it and takes it to Sears Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So read yeah. the book. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
So yeah, he's our he's <laughs> our <laughs> weirdly angry. <laughs> weirdly, he's really serious about literacy, guys. Yeah. So sending out love to that little painted knight out there who can't get on his horse. Mm. Yeah. Can't do anything. We've all he's, been there, man. He's sort yeah. of like, I guess, a Don Quixote kind of character. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a, a, a goofy person who's like, I'm going to be a knight, but he's really bad at being a knight. Mm. Um, that's my reading of Don Quixote. <laughs> <laughs> Join Katie's book club. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Find it online. <laughs> she interprets some classical uh, books for you. Be awful. But yeah, that's a really good one. I like that one. And now, of course, it's time for characters from other shows that are Ow. I did not like that. It was right up there. It's like dogs barking outside right now. <laughs> no, I like the first one better. <laughs> okay, so it's a segment where I find Slytherin characters from a TV show, book, movie, or whatever. And I'll uh, play you clips, or I will uh, read some quotes, and uh, then explain why I think they would be a welcome addition to the Slytherin house. So today, we have our first book. I've been usually doing TV shows or movies. So we have our first book, and the book is Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. It is such a good book. I recommend it so highly. It's basically like a funny biblical version of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like it's very that British um, absurd humor type mm-hmm. of uh, type of fun little book. And it's very delightful. Who doesn't love Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman? Who doesn't? Come on. Who doesn't? Um, so the character I chose from that is Crowley, who is a demon, but he's like pretty cool still. Um, he's described as an angel who did not so much fall as saunter vaguely downwards. <laughs> so, That's great. Um, I'm going to play some clips from the audiobook right now. Because he rather liked people. It was a major failing in a demon. Oh, he did his best to make their short lives <laughs> miserable because that was his job, but nothing he could think up was half as bad as the stuff they thought of themselves. <laughs> and uh, also this next clip. It's a bit long, but it's worth it. He had heard about talking to plants in the early 70s on Radio 4 and thought it an excellent idea. Although talking is perhaps the wrong word for what Crowley did. What he did was put the fear of God into them. More precisely, the fear of Crowley. In addition to which, every couple of months, Crowley would pick out a plant that was growing too slowly or succumbing to leaf (laughs) wilt or browning or just didn't look quite as good as the others and he would carry it around to all the other plants, say goodbye to your friend, he'd say to them. (laughs) He just couldn't cut it. Then he would leave the flat with the offending plant and return an hour or so later with a large, empty (laughs) flower pot which he would leave somewhere conspicuously around the flat. The plants were the most luxurious, verdant and beautiful in London, also the most terrified. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think he's a, a Slytherin because like, he sort of looks at being a demon like that's sort of his job, but like, he's not necessarily evil and um, he, he's also very, very smart. Like He finds ways of uh, eluding the other demons who are trying to find him, in, in which case like several people end up being killed. But, um, so he's not very, like, overly sensitive to humanity, but, like, he also likes the world, and he likes people, and uh, he tries really hard to save the world. (laughs) 
What was his claim to fame? Crowley? Well, the thing is, he was originally the snake in the Garden of Eden. Oh, is that what you mean? No, it was like... Oh, it was like the twenty five motorway or something like that. Oh, maybe that was that it. He... I thought there was something as well that was like way back, like in Renaissance, like not the Black Plague, but something along those lines that he took. Well, he got accommodation for the Spanish Inquisition. That was it. Although he that had nothing it. to do with it. <laughs> he went But he over... took the credit. Yeah, yeah, he went over to see what the humans were up to with the Spanish Inquisition, and then apparently he got drunk for about a decade because he was like, oh, that's messed up. <laughs> you know, he's a he's a demon, but he's got his standards. I don't know. I think he's really great. I totally recommend uh, reading the book if you haven't. It's a great one. And you can and join Katie's book club online. <laughs> Yeah, so um, <laughs> these guys haven't, uh, well, only Craig has read the book. Yeah. So if you guys want to chime in, anyone who's read Good Omens, and let me know if I'm right or wrong about Crowley. And if you just want to borrow the book to try it out, just let me know. Yeah, like, let Craig know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, time now for another Mary Fuck Kill. Uh, this episode, we've got Professor McGonagall, Professor Sprout, and Molly Weasley. I got it. I'm good. I know right away. Okay, Kate, go ahead. I would kill Sprout. I would do McGonagall. And I would marry Molly Weasley because I want her forever in my life. Hmm. Easy, solid answer for me. Um, I guess I'd have to kill Sprout. Oh, I love Sprout. Damn it. I. Uh, it's just a thing like, I could not deprive the Weasleys of their mother. <laughs> I couldn't kill Molly. Except by replacing their dad. <laughs> Well, yeah, I could replace her dad. I mean, children deal with divorce all the time, but you know, you don't want to, you don't want to kill Molly. Um, yeah, I, I oh, okay. I would fuck Molly, and I would marry McGonagall. I love McGonagall. Mm, I got yeah. nothing. She's just and Maggie Smith is she's amazing. I don't even know. Um, so yeah, I guess I'd kill Sprout. Fuck, I don't want to kill Sprout. Oh, <laughs> this one's so hard. Name of the game. No, Sorry, all right, I would marry so- all three of them. <laughs> My, right? wa- <laughs> my answer's so wishy-washy. I'm sorry. Okay, so. It's our a tough one. Kill Sprout. Marry McGonagall. Fuck Molly. You're tearing up a bit, aren't she'd you? Take, she'd take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I would marry Molly. She'd yeah. take real good care of me for life. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd marry Molly. If the rules were different, I'd marry McGonagall. <laughs> the rules are different. I Stick to the Sprout. rules. I got uh, yelled at. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, fuck. I have to kill Sprout because McGonagall's so fucking cool. I know. Uh, sorry, ladies. Um, yeah. Mary, Mary Molly. Fuck McGonagall. Because you know she's lonely. I think. Mm-hmm. She'd be like into discipline. You know. I think so. Plus, she's a transfiguration teacher, and let's get honest. Ooh. Right. Week. Uh. Um. <laughs> Turn into a cat on whim? That's a little weird. Right. Uh, don't judge me. That's, that's <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Sprout. So everyone killed my future wife, oh, Professor Sprout. Oh, Pomona! I'm everyone? so happy yeah. sitting in a tree. Everyone killed her. Wow. She found okay. happiness with someone, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I would totally pick Professor Sprout then. To um, Mary? Sorry, Mary. Yeah, Mary. We really don't know much about her. So that's kind of like she's got you the mystery. You could spend down. your life finding out. She's a exactly. dirty girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, kill Molly. <gasps> you asshole. <laughs> what? Kill oh, Molly. Could you? 
Uh, uh, only for the chance to fuck McGonagall. Just I don't like know she's there. standing in your way, though. I you, mean, like if anything, you want to be with <laughs> Arthur Weasley. It, it's it's a weird game, okay? Uh, Someone's got to lose in this game. Yeah, yeah. it's Every never time. nice. I've always just dreamed of getting with a headmaster. Mm. Pun intended. Oh. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Mischief Managed. That's all for today. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Mischief Podcast on Instagram at Mischief Managed Podcast, and we are on Facebook as well and on Tumblr. Come to think about it, uh, so yeah, follow us. Keep up with our shenanigans. So if you want to check out the charity that Laura worked with or anything about Photographers Without Borders, look to our social media. We'll have lots of links for you. Mischief Managed was co-created by the wonderful Aaron Reinald, and original music by the hilarious Devin Highland. And if you want to check out more of his stuff, go to devinhighlandwithay.ca. Thanks, guys. And as always, Mischief Managed. So welcome back to Mischief Managed. Thanks for joining us very much. <laughs> Blue piece. Take, take two. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. We have fun.